Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. Scored a touchdown earlier in a direct snap. Now it's Michelle's turn running all the way. Gets to the edge. Sonny Michelle will send the Dogs home to the championship game. 53 and a half yard drive near hash. Kick right. Snap. Hold. Kick is away. It's reaching. And it is good. 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 Hot pot does it. All right. Hot pot. Dots with an up and out. Wide open. Touchdown. Israel Troop. Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. It is a Thursday edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, coming to you live on Brinks TV as well, coming at you with all the Georgia action. Day one of camp kicks off today, Israel. Uh, Exciting times in Athens, exciting times. Uh, We got, what, we're about five weeks out of of week one against Clemson. Uh, We're going to get you, uh, we're going to get you set for that. But until then, it's all camp stories and uh, some recruiting stuff that's heating up. Uh, we, we stole it. We stole a recruit from Georgia tech, but the guy that you see to, I guess, if you're watching to, to your right, that is Israel troop Israel. What's up, man. What's going on, man. Uh, not a whole lot. Just, uh, you know, just another day. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're rocking through camp ourselves at Hillwood and uh, we're, we're getting after it. Yeah, man. Uh, today was actually our last official day of camp. Uh, we got our big uh, green and white scrimmage tomorrow. Um, to end um, a great week. I mean, we we've had some 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 special guys show up. Um, got some young guys that have made some plays. So, you know, same thing we're going to talk about today uh, with Georgia starting camp. So um, it's good to see young guys stepping up. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, young guys stepping up. That's that's what you want. That builds depth. So, um, but I, I got to say this, Israel. I, I follow I follow you obviously on Twitter, and I follow your your program, Monroe. Uh, if you want to follow Israel, just look right down below on on the scroll. You'll see him. You'll see our show. Uh, you'll see my stuff at Coach Burton thirty six. But please, if you get a chance, if if you're if you're into if you're into uniforms, football uniforms, helmets, things like that, go check out their helmets. Uh, they're, they're, they're the gold helmets with the, with the green stripe and the big, uh, the big block M very cool, very cool helmets. I got to commend you on that. You guys, you guys are knocking it out of the park with, uh, with that. Hey man, we we're, we're just trying to do something different. You know, you'll see my tweets all the time that say, this is the new Monroe. Um, they used to wear, uh, just the green helmet and that was it, you know? Mm-hmm. So we came in, um, our coach, uh, Lacey Heron decided that he wanted to change the color of the helmet. 
Um, we got with Maverick. Um, they did our stickers. They did the uh, the stripe and the uh, the front and back bumper along with the side logos. So um, they hooked us up, and as you can see, they look real good. We also have the uh, tornado, kind of like how Georgia does the bones uh, for great plays. We have the tornado that are going to go in the back too uh, for those guys who do exceptional things on the field. So um, but a lot of incentives for these guys, um, and you know, it's a change of you know what they're used to. So it's always great. Yeah, that's great. So anything to get uh, a little shot in the arm to the, to the program, that's, uh, that, that's the way to go. Cause I mean, kids get fired up about that kind of stuff. So I, mm-hmm. I, I'm excited for it. And, you know, we, we changed our, you know, we went back and forth. Uh, you know, when I, when I got to Hillwood five years ago, we were, we were playing white helmets. Uh, then, then I get there my second year, we change them to electric green and we get Chrome decals, uh, big block <laughs> Chrome H uh, with a chrome stripe on it. And then, then we get the Hawaii H with the, like a little Navy blue accent and a stripe. Mm-hmm. And, and last year we changed back to white. We did the triple stripe like you guys have, and we did the big block H. So, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to try to incorporate this logo right here. Um, this is one of our new, new designs. We're, we're bringing in the, pick, like it. the, the pickaxe into it. Uh, the climbing pick really, it's not really a pickaxe. Like, it's just a climbing pick, um, but we're going to bring that into it. Uh, this is the double one. We've got a bunch of different uh, mock-ups. So uh, I'm excited for it, man. I'm excited for this season. We're extreme. You talk about youth. We are extremely young. We we've got our freshmen and sophomores make up the vast majority of our team. And a lot of them have very mm-hmm. limited playing experience. So it's going to be an adventure to say the least. That's just like myself. I think I got one, two, three, four. I got four seniors starting on offense right now, um, two on the O-line and two receivers. So um, all my running backs are going to be coming back. majority of my O-line will be coming back. So it's a good problem. But at the same time, a little inexperience. So come to, sometimes biting the butt. Sometimes those bright lights on Friday night, you know, scare some people. Yep, no doubt. I'll be starting three juniors and two freshmen on the offensive line, looks like. So – uh, that'll be that'll be interesting. I think I've got maybe two seniors starting on offense. Mm-hmm. It's insane. We're gonna have a lot coming back in two years when we move to our new school. We're gonna be really good, I think. So um, I'm, I'm yeah. excited about that. So you know what else is really good, Israel? Bet online. Bet online. We are presented by BetOnline.ag. Um, the summer is man. I felt like the summer went by in like five minutes, right? You had, you know, NBA playoffs and, uh, you know, baseball action, hockey action, things like that. I got the Olympics right now. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, bet online has all of that stuff. If you're into sports betting, hell, if you're into casino betting, uh, bet online has all of that. It's, it's where you should go and, and win money today, whether it's live bets, games, or futures for who you think will win the championship. We got some odds on that in the NBA. Lakers are already three to one for next year. Uh, the, the geriatric Lakers uh, bet online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. So visit the website today. You can also use your mobile device and join, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to bet online and start playing today, bet online, your online sports book experts. I bet you wouldn't believe uh, okay, I said the Lakers were three to one. Who do you think is the next best team, odds wise? It would have to be the uh, Nets. Yeah, they. This is a weird. This is weird odds. Uh, this is this is kind of where it loses me here. They're thirteen to four. I don't know what that means, but they're thirteen to four odds. So I guess that's better than the 
Warriors and Bucks at nine to one. I would, and, I would assume so. And then I don't Fe- really know. But I, I Phoenix know. should be number three, right? Yeah, Phoenix is fourteen to one, and mm-hmm. your, your Clippers are sixteen to one. Oh, I don't even watch basketball. <laughs> I can tell you who's on. I didn't even know that Carmelo even went to the. Um, I didn't know Carmelo and um, Westbrook went to the Lakers until my kids were arguing about it today. I was like, what are you arguing about? And they were talking about, you know, the super teams. And I was like, since when does Carmelo play for the Lakers? I had to Google it because I didn't even know that that happened. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Um, these these guys move everywhere. And I'm surprised Carmelo's still in the league, to be honest with you. So, but yeah, I thought he retired, but I thought, apparently yeah, not. I guess not. So, whatever. Um <laughs> yeah, go go on over there and uh make your future bets if you're in, if you're into that kind of thing. If you're not, don't worry about it. Play the online casino. That's that's good. So it's bet online. So they get a little extra time. Let's talk recruiting. Um any anytime we can get a win over Georgia Tech, that's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh we get a big offensive lineman, Griffin Scroggs, uh from mm-hmm. the from the Yellow Jackets. Uh what what do you what do you make of him? Have you have you got a chance to check him out? Um, I've seen a couple of videos on him. Um, I just know when you decommit from uh, those buzzing, whatever they are, um, in Atlanta to yeah. strictly come to Georgia. I mean, I must have done something with that with that visit. And, um, and like I said, you know, with everybody being there, that should be on campus. You know, that's a huge recruiting tool. You know, we can sit here and Zoom and talk to each other all day, but until you're actually on campus and you're seeing coaches, you're seeing the atmosphere, you're seeing other students out there interacting. I mean. There's nothing like being in Athens. So I guess he saw the writing on the wall. Who wants to be in the city with everything going on and not win football games? Or you want to come to the SEC with the big boys and play ball? Absolutely. And you can't you can't deny that. I mean, you step on campus and and it's it's where it's at. So I, I don't I don't blame him one bit. So I mean, with everything that's in Athens right now, I mean, you got Zaxby's Waffle House. I mean all that stuff that we wish we could have had downtown, like when me and you were in school, they have it all at their disposal now. Yeah. You know, I mean, how much I probably would have, I probably would have gained an extra 15 pounds on that waffle house. Easily, easily. So yeah. Good for him. Uh, I, I guess it just took coming up here to, to, to commit. So I'm excited about that. Um, you still got mm-hmm. Kamari Wilson out there, Ja'Cory Thomas, uh, Jaden Gibson, Shaz Preston, um, you know, again, anytime these got anytime these kids come up here, it's it 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 blows them away. And you know, I think we're gonna have a really good finish. And there's some guys that are committed to other places that we still have really mm-hmm. good chances on. Uh, the one that concerns me though is Walter Nolan. He is uh, he moved up to Knoxville. To, he's going to Powell High School uh, up here in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. Uh, does that? It, it, do you think that's a, a, a vol win for that for the, for them? No, I mean Tennessee wants to wear orange all day. You know, I, 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 I get it. Orange, yeah, I get it. And be with, and, and you got to think. And, you, it, and I would put it in a situation if it was my son. You know, I just want to think about, hey, you're going from a you know a program that they don't even know like what they want to do, and then you got Georgia. So I mean, at the end of the day, it's your decision. You know, I want you to be happy wherever you go. Um, but for me, it would be, you know, look at the all-around body of the program. Yes, Tennessee is going to be better. Uh, yes, they're going to be a little bit better managed now, 
Um, but, you know, moving forward, do I want to wait or do I want to go to something that's already established? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you there, but the, the team I'm really concerned with, I mean, yeah, it's great that he moved to Tennessee and I, I think he has a really good shot of going there and he's going to be closer and he's going to be able to, to visit more often on un, unofficially. But to me, the real player in this game, if, if he doesn't go to Georgia is a and M and our guy, Nick Williams yes. is killing it over there. So yes. he I'm, went to he their, actually play. Uh, okay. I was going to say he went to their barbecue and pool party. I mean, what's not to love about that, right? I mean, look, I mean, it's barbecue and pool. I mean, what, what more could you want? Um, you know, I said this in one of our podcasts earlier, losing it, Williams Day and them is going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And it is proving to be so. Um, you know, we play, we actually play Bowie. Um, he played, you know, he's at Bainbridge. And we actually played yeah. him this year. Um, so when we play him, I'm going to make sure I have a conversation with him. Yeah, make like, sure. Come on over here, let me talk to you. Yeah, t- <laughs> tell Coach Herring that you need to wear a Georgia hat or like, Go go buy those like those new Nike uh, Zoom Georgia shoes or whatever, and just you know, just go and like slip some Georgia gear to them, like and and, and mention something. There you go, Israel. Oh, see, man, I'm, see I'm, you're working for Georgia already. That's great. Hey man, they just need they just need to put me on the payroll. That's right. It's not get. It's not illegal now. No, it's not. I'll call Kirby. <laughs> but I, I, I'll get you, I'll get you hooked up. Right. So um, oh, yeah. But it's, it's, I mean, recruiting's heating up, and and this is this last uh, recruiting blast before before the season starts, and uh, it's it's going to be interesting. Now NIL is going to play a big part into that, and and we'll, you know, as all of this stuff unfolds, we'll see how it how it plays into it. It's kind of hard to predict now, but fall camp started Israel. We 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 got to get into that, man, because there's a lot of things happening with fall camp, and the, the first thing is I'm fired up about this receiver group, and and so is Roman Harper. He, he, he went on ESPN, love Roman Harper, love watching him on the SEC network. He's, he's really good at what he does. Um, he called this Georgia receiving core the most dynamic in the conference, in the SEC. And to say that without George Pickens bodes extremely well for the dogs. Yes. I'm, I'm looking at the depth chart now. You got, you got Gilbert, you got Rosemary Jackson, you got, uh, Donnie Mitchell, you got Burton, Arian Smith, uh, Blaylock's coming back. Carries mm-hmm. Johnson, I mean Carries Jackson, um, LeBron James, and Darnell Washington. You got Fitzpatrick, uh, Brock. Brock. I mean, you got so many weapons at your disposal mm-hmm. here uh, between the tight end and receiver position that it's ridiculous. And then you look down the board: sophomore, sophomore, freshman, sophomore, junior, in Jackson, redshirt mm-hmm. freshman, redshirt. I mean, these guys are coming back. Yeah. So I mean, All, every you got to think about. You got to think about the talent level that's coming in and the talent level that's already there and what's coming back. Then you get Pickens back for at least another year. Um, you know, Lawrence Willis, he, he is, uh, you know. Do you think he comes back, though? Deal, so. Do you think he comes you back? Know, I mean, you know, honestly. He tore, he tore soon. He tore early in, in spring. Yeah. And I know Ron Corson, and I know he's been rehabbing. So it wouldn't surprise me if he did come back. I guess with NIL, it, it, it doesn't matter as much. Like these guys don't, don't may not jump as, as quickly. So I, I could, I could see, I could see both ways, but to me, as soon as he tore his ACL and he was out for the season, I was like, man, that we'll never see George Pickens again. Cause once he heals, he's just going to go out to Arizona and train for the draft and, and let's go. Um, 
Yeah. But, I mean, you know, NIL, I, I, I see that. I, I still don't think he's going to come back, but that's okay. I think I think I think he will. I think he has too much to prove. Last last year was a down year for him, you know, in my opinion. Not not from, you know, him being a player, but you know, he had the incident where he was just a little immature the year before. Mm-hmm. Um and, and to me I think he had a lot to prove. And he he really didn't get to, you know, consider our quarterback situation. Um, but at the end he turned it on. And then, you know, you run into this with, you know, torn ACL. So to mm-hmm. me, I think he has a lot to prove. And if he's a ball player like I know and think he is, I think he'll come back for at least one more um, to ball out with these guys. Because when he comes back, the whole receiving core is coming back. So now you just added another another wrinkle. Oh, it's a hell of a wrinkle um, if he comes back. <laughs> so when when you talk to Bowie, uh, make sure you stop in back in Athens when you report and uh, and talk to George. So make sure he comes back. I, I, I really like it. I really like it, and I would love that if he came back. But who's going to win the who's going to win the battle at, at the X position uh, in his place? Is it going to be Eric Gilbert? Is it going to be Jermaine Burton? Uh, Kearse Jackson's more of a slot. Is it going to be Arian Smith? What you know? Mm-hmm. Who plays that X role primarily? Right now, um, if I was going into it right now, I think of Donnie Mitchell's the guy right now, simply because of spring. Um, he seems to grasp the offense a little bit better, mm-hmm. um, so. Without even just thinking about it, that's who I put there. But we all know that Eric Gilbert, the reason why he came to Georgia is to play receiver. He doesn't yeah. want to play tight end. So, of course, they're going to put him there first. And rightfully so, because, I mean, he's a baller. We're not going to, we, we can't, we can't deny that, you right. know, but it's going to be a battle. I think even if you, even if Eric does start and you put Rosemary Sane in, you put Mitchell in, you don't skip a beat, you know, so. No, you don't. Um, not at all. I mean, I think it's just going to be about whose name gets called out, you know, at the beginning of the game, pretty much. Because I think all three of them are going to play, no matter what. So mm-hmm. I think it's just one of whose name they're going to call out at the beginning of the game, uh, right after the trumpets are sounded. Yeah, I mean, you can do different things with, with those guys. Um, you know, you run a lot of comeback routes, a lot of in breakers with with Gilbert. Take the take the top off with Mitchell. Give him some jump balls. Give him some slants. Let him catch and go. Uh, no, you get Jermaine Burton. You, you have him run some what what they call transcontinental uh, concepts and things like that, and mm-hmm. some some double moves. And so you got some dynamic stuff and and some different things you can do with those guys. So I'm excited for it, man. Uh, I, I can't wait to see kind of how this breaks out. And and honestly, if if you're a stat guy. Georgia's not the place to look because there's not going to be any one person with gaudy stats. But if you collectively yeah. put their stats together, it will mm-hmm. be outstanding. But there's not going to be one guy statistically that I think that really stands out more so than, than the other. But they're all going to have great things put on film. And and, and really, I tell my kids all this all, all the time because they're all worried about stats and going to college. It don't matter about stats, man. They're going to see you on film. Mm-hmm. They're going to see how you move. It don't matter what position you play. They're going to put you where they want you anyway. So I, I try to exactly. tell them that as well. And, and and the same with these guys at the, at, at the NFL level. If the NFL is going to find you. They're going to find you like – the Chargers found Mark Webb, and he's killing it in training. Mm-hmm. Like he's gonna, he's definitely gonna make the roster now. He's gonna be a special teamer, and he's gonna get some time on defense as well. So I'm, I'm impressed with that. So these guys just got to go ball. Yeah, and that's the same thing I tell my receiver. My receiving core is just about like this, and I got two seniors that can get it, and I got a junior and a sophomore. Well, four sophomores that can really play too. So my depth chart kind of looks like this. You know, at any point I can roll four receivers out there. At any point I can put my tight end out there. 
mm-hmm. um, kind of like kind of like what with Darnell Washington in that situation. So I mm-hmm. tell my guys all the time: some games, some games is going to be your night. You know, you're going to have 150 yards. You know, two touchdowns. So in some days, it's going to be you blocking on the perimeter. You know, things like that. So you I mean you just take advantage of your opportunities. And right now, it's a lot of opportunities for these young men right here. Because I mean, think about this: you got Eric Gilbert, you have Jermaine Burton, Kyrus Jackson and a Donnie Mitchell on the field. All right, them four come off. And then you got Mark, you got Rosemary, you got Aaron Smith, and you got Blaylock. And then you got, you got Darnell. Darnell Washington on the field. And then, and then you Gilbert. take them off. Yeah. <laughs> and then you got Darnell Washington, Eric Gilbert, Brock Bowers, and Fitzpatrick on the field. I mean, you got- <laughs> <laughs> look at how many combinations. I just named four, four different combinations. Pers- 14 personnel. Love it, man. Love it. The 14 <laughs> personnel package. And it's as dynamic as it is. It can ever be God almighty. I, when is it all? Is it, is it September 4th yet? Good Lord. Oh my God. Um, it, as a play caller, it's just like, how do I get the ball to each and every one of these guys? You know, as a play call, this is fun. As you know, yeah. I can call anything and it's going to go into a ball's hand, you know? Yeah. And that's how I feel like when I call plays right now, if I just, my quarterback can just get you the ball and just let the man go to work. You know, exactly. and that's what I'm looking at right now. It's like if we can protect long enough for JT to get the ball out, just throw the ball to him. In a simple bubble screen like Jermaine Burton, you know, cares. You know, I've seen the Donnie Mitchell just throw the ball up and let Donnie Mitchell jump in the space and get it. You know, yeah. so I mean, it's it's scary how much talent that they have, and it's also scary talent can also get you fired. You know, if you don't do well with this talent. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how we manage it. You know, how do the egos kind of set into one another? Can we get along? You know, how many unselfish players we have? You know, all that kind of stuff just ties into it. So yeah. because you have so much talent and you have so much big playability on this team. Yeah, no doubt. And and I'm 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 here to watch it, watch it unfold. I, I, I can't wait to see it, to see it happen. And and uh, the receivers are going to be electric. You know who else is going to be electric? The DBs. Uh, I'm, yes. I'm excited to see how this shakes out um, because you have such a mix. You have such a mix of veterans and inexperience that it really kind of balances it balances it out. I mean, you know, in the offseason, mm-hmm. obviously we get cornerbacks, uh, Darren uh, Kendrick and Tyke Smith. I keep wanting to call him a uh, canard because I have a canard. Um, <laughs> And looking at the preseason depth chart, uh, Tyke Smith looks to be playing that star position. Uh, then mm-hmm. you have Amir Speed, uh, Kendrick uh, as as your corners, and then behind them uh, projected it's Keely Ringo and Jalen Kimber. Uh, and then at the safety positions, uh, Lewis Lewis Seen and Chris Smith with with Breeny, David Daniel, William Poole uh, back of them up. So with this secondary, like. How do you see it shaking out, dude? I mean, Jalen Kimber, is he somebody that that's gonna come along? Keely Ringo, I'm excited. Like, how does his shoulder respond? How do they respond in live action? Amir Speed, a guy that's truly waited his turn. I, you know, when you look at this secondary, it went from mm-hmm. being a, a giant question mark, and it's still a question mark because you don't know how they're how well they're gonna gel, but mm-hmm. it's less of a question mark because you get a little bit of experience. You get you get a guy that comes in that knows coach coach a die that knows mm-hmm. his coaching style and can help integrate coach a die into 
the, the, the rest of this roster. And then you got Kendrick who comes in with college football playoff experience. Those guys mm-hmm. impart wisdom on Keely Ringo and Nylon Green, two guys that are probably the most talented physically of the entire group. You know, how, how, do, how does getting these, these two guys in the transfer portal help these younger guys? Um, it just shows them, you know, this is how it's done, you know. So, for me, just looking at this, you got Kendrick and Speed and Tyke Smith, right? So, mm-hmm. just looking at this, I mean, who's going to throw on this? You know, this looks like when uh, Kirby was at Alabama and you had Fitzpatrick and those guys, you yeah. know. Yeah, Drake. was playing the star. And you have Kirkpatrick, Drake yeah, I mean, Kirkpatrick at, at one corner, and uh, I don't even know who oh. else on, on the other side. And, you know, it, yeah, I, I see that. It looks it looks just like them. And then, okay, so, all right, let's say you want to move Kendrick to the start. Well, now you got Jalen Kemper that can come in. Mm-hmm. Now you got Nylon Green that can come in. You know, you got Brainy who's who can pretty much play all of these positions. You know what I mean? So you have so many. Adding to adding just those two people has given you so much depth. Yeah, you know and that's the thing that we were worried about was depth, depth and experience. So mm-hmm. now, like I said before, let those guys go out there and play. Now you can play some man. You know, you can play. You can disguise your zone. You can blitz more. You know, because you can, like I said, you can play man behind it, and you don't have to worry about your, your zone coverages now. So I mean, right. there's so much more you can do with just two people moving in. Right. Exactly. And and you know. It's going to be a really good group this year, but a lot of these guys are seniors and juniors and, and probably going to have to replace a lot of these guys next year, but you know what? I don't care about next year. Let's, let's get it this year. I mean, you know, you got, you know, you got so many different skill sets. I mean, Amir speed is your bigger, stronger corner. He could probably play run support into the boundary. If you wanted to go cover six, um, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you want to, if you want to line it up, open it up and go, go cover one cover zero and, and, and get some blitz packages in throw Keely Ringo in there. He can run with anybody. Kendrick, um, mm-hmm. you know, Tyke Smith playing, playing in the, uh, playing in the nickel star or whatever you want to call that, uh, Lewis scene playing down in the box and just lowering the boom. Breeny comes in it, it is a great, great. Uh, breath of fresh air. He he's so versatile um, at the safety positions, and and he he's good enough. He can cover slot receivers and tight ends at at the star position. He's great in mm-hmm. run support. He he had a really really good bowl game. I thought Latavius Brini, and and I, I'm excited. The one the one that I want to see kind of get a fire lit under him and find a spot for him, and and hopefully he performs. Obviously, is William Poole. He, he's a guy that intrigues me. He should be a lot further along, but to me, it seems like he's gotten passed up uh, by a lot of these other guys. You know, that just comes with, you know, do you get complacent, you know, just thinking that it's your turn, and then next thing you know, uh, Tyke Smith is moving in. You know, yeah. uh, Kendrick is moving in. You know, so, you know, you, you can never wait till it's your turn. You know, you just got to go out there and take it. I, I know he's competing. Um, if he wasn't competing, we wouldn't even be talking about him right now. You yeah. know, and I know Coach Smart wouldn't be going for that, so. Uh, I mean, the rotation of these guys can be can be ridiculous. Like you say, you can you can come down and play. I play man with these guys. You know, we, you just got to show me you can beat me because we got the best front seven in America right now. So you just got to show me that you can beat me over the top. 
because I don't send at least I'm sending five or six every single play. You know, I'm playing zone behind it, I'm playing man behind it, and you just got to show me you can beat me. You know, yeah. I'm guarantee you one of those one of those front seven guys is going to get to you before you can get the ball off. Exactly. And that, that one of those front seven guys is going to be Adam Anderson. Uh, let's, let's jump to the linebackers then. Well, you know, we, we, we talk about front seven, let's go ahead and jump into the linebackers. We look at, you know, we know the starters, right? Adam Anderson, Nolan Smith, they're going to be great. They're going to get after the passer. Nolan Smith is going to be uh, going to play the Jack position and Adam Anderson, probably the Sam, or uh, it might be flipped. Then you have your, you have your money and your Mac, which I love these names. Uh, Quay Walker and, and Kobe Dean. Dan Lanning gets a lot of credit here for naming the the defensive players that gets these guys fired up about it, right? So yeah. we know we know our four backers and we know what they bring to the mm-hmm. table. A- Anderson Anderson could very easily jump into that star position too. Uh, yeah, you know against a run heavy team, but you know we got to look at what's behind him at the linebacker position and what's behind him. I'm I'm excited about. Uh, and I'm really excited about the, these young guys that that come in and and can get some time. Like Xavier Sori, Smell Munden, mm-hmm. MJ Sherman uh, are, are three freshmen that I think, uh, and we'll talk we'll talk more about them. That we're going to kind of blend our freshman segment with our linebacker segment because really, it's going to be a youth movement behind behind the starter. So why not mm-hmm. get into it? So uh, Robert Beal, Channing Tindall, I, I think they're nice players. Um, certainly guys that can come in and, and get some, get some quality minutes, but you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be playing Dean Walker, Smith and, and Anderson most of the time, but you know, of, of these, of these backups and also Ryan Davis, possibly um, of these, of these backups, you know, who, who's going to make the biggest impact uh, you know, is it going to be Smale Munden at the Mac position? Is it going to be Xavier Sori at Sam? You know, what, what do what do you see with these, with these backups? I see Munden being the very first one on the field. Um, I got a chance to see uh, Chaz Chambliss play um, at Carrollton, and that he he can get after it now. He, he's a really good player. Uh, but like you said, I think these younger guys are going to get in a lot faster um, than you know your your Channing Tindall, you know, or your Bill. Now, not saying that they won't, that they will, they won't, but. Just from a talent standpoint, I'm probably going to lean on the fact that I would rather a freshman get in and make a couple mistakes and learn those first two games mm-hmm. so the rest of the season I don't have to yell at him anymore yeah. then have to worry about a senior who's making mistakes, you know, and who's going to be leaving after next year. You know what I mean? So I would yeah. see, you know, we Monday, I've seen Monday in person. That, that kid there, oh, my God, that's a physical specimen. It ain't no telling what he looks like now after being, you know, in the weight room. Now, so you know, just seeing just seeing this, you know, we can go to we can go to work with you know Adam Manderson, like you said, mm-hmm. he, he can go to the star uh, with a run heavy team. He can actually play pass coverage than me. He's, it's easy to play in the flat, you know. And like yeah. you said, I love these names, the Mac and the Money. You know, <laughs> you yeah. know I just call them Mike and Wheel. Yeah, I you mean, know, so keep it simple, right? But I'm I'm gonna you know Dan Lanning, I'm gonna steal this, right? I'm going to steal this yeah, when I, when I, I become too. a head coach, you know, my, 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 I'm going to have, I'm going to be Mike and money. Yeah. It's going to be Mike and money. You know, my money guy is going to be my fast guy. Um, mm-hmm. and my sure tackler. And then, uh, I might, I might even go a step further and, and, and rename Sam and Jack too. So I'm going to get really like funky it. with it, man. So I, I really like these <laughs> linebackers, man. I, I, I really, 
I think, and, and we got some more guys in, in, in the fold, you know, this position, mm-hmm. this defensive front position is going to be going to be outstanding. Um, I want to take a minute to gush on the defensive line. Uh, Trevon Walker, Jordan Davis, Devonte Wyatt. I don't know if you know this, but Devonte Wyatt squatted, I don't know, you know, 600. Pounds. Yeah. Um, Jalen Carter. I mean, you got four guys right there for three spots. That it's going to be ab- outstanding. Uh, Zion Logue yeah. is somebody that's going to get some, going to get some run time and Mitchell is mm-hmm. and, and Nazir Stackhouse are going to be some guys that get some run. Um, but we got, we got plenty of time for camp storyline. So I'm not going to jump into the defense. zone. I just want to give him a shout out, especially Jordan Davis. He he's one of my favorite guys. So uh, let's, let's talk about the diaper dandies as, as old Dickie V would say, um, <laughs> you know, what, which, which ones do you see making, uh, making the biggest impact. And and I say that because I wanted to talk about Amarius Mims first, because there's some battles at, in, on the offensive line and mm-hmm. projected starters are Jamari Sawyer starting it off at left tackle, Justin Schaefer, Warren Erickson at center, right guard, Tate Ratledge and right tackle Warren McClendon um, hot on their heels is Broderick Jones uh, and Amarius Mims at the tackle spots. Uh, you know, you got to think that, one of those guys has a chance to get in that left tackle spot or that right tackle spot. I would love for them to be able to do that. So Jamari Sawyer can go back down inside. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about Amari Smith. What does he need to do? And we could, we could even include project Jones cause he's a redshirt freshman, but what do these two guys mm-hmm. need to do? Who's better? Uh, you know, how fast do you think they can pick up the playbook? That's what it's going to be. Who can pick up the playbook fast enough? Like you said, we would love to see so we would love to see Sawyer back in the middle. I mean, that's that's just kind of how we want it, you know. So if I'm looking at it, Amarius Mims can pretty much he can play guard, you know. So he can push Tate Ratliff for that right guard position. Yeah, I mean he can play tackle, you know. So I mean it just depends on what combination you want to use him at. Um, he's a smart enough player. He's a good enough athlete to do so. Um, yeah. All right. So say if he plays right guard. And then you put Broderick up at left tackle. I mean, look at our line now. You know what I mean? So it's so many things, so many ways that you can play. It's like musical chairs apart. But yeah. you also want to want to build some continuity between those offensive linemen too. You don't want to keep changing them every week, no. um, changing them every every couple of plays at practice to where they don't get to play with each other. You know what I mean? So yeah. you have to find you have to find you have to find the right set. You know, lineman that that's going to get the job done. I think uh, I think you work a marriage Mims in, you know, kind of see where he best fits at, and I think you roll with it after that. Because I mean, those are some big, heavy, beautiful bodies up front that's going to have to protect and mm-hmm. going to have to come off the ball and maul some people. So yeah. it's just a point of putting them in the right spot uh, with the right combination um, and making sure that all right, if one goes down, you put one in and you don't skip a beat. Absolutely. I mean, the big skills, baby. That's, that's, that's what I love, man. Uh, you know, the, the, the tackle position has become a skill position, but I, I think mm-hmm. Amarius Mims, if, if, if he figures out the nuances of this playbook, the, the checks, the, the adjustments and what ifs, if then statements, things like that, if, if he can figure that stuff out, he's talented enough. He can be all conference. Uh, he can jump in there, but that's going to be the biggest key uh, is learning the playbook and, and the nuances and adjusting to the speed of the SEC mm-hmm. And Clemson is an honorary member of the SEC as far as talent goes. So he's going to get a really big dose because he'll he'll play. 
against Clemson. Yes. George is going to play eight offensive linemen. I think Cedric Van Pran's going to play uh, some at center as well. He's mm-hmm. going to push Warren Erickson at center. But I, I'm I, I really like Tate Rattledge and what he's been able to do uh, coming into that guard spot. He's really kind of taken that over um, a little bit, and so I, I really like what he's been doing. I love Warren McClendon. I just don't think he's going to hang on to that right tackle spot. I, I think there's some more athletic guys there that I think can can overtake. Like Broderick Jones, I, I think will be your starting right tackle week one. But um, you know, Mem, Mems is somebody that can come in and, and really make things interesting. Uh, you're gonna see you're gonna see throughout fall camp. Coach Luke is going to try some different combinations of offensive linemen. He's going to try whatever he can to get Jamari Sawyer inside so he can get those big athletic bodies uh, with Mims and, and Broderick Jones bookending uh, the, the offensive line. So I, I, I can live in a world where it's Mims, Sawyer, whoever at center, uh, Van Pran or Erickson, uh, Schaefer, and Broderick Jones with Tate Ratledge coming in, uh, coming in relief. So I, I could see a world where, where that offensive line exists. So I'm here for it. I'm here for those big, heavy bellies. I love them, love them to death. I got some, I got some big, heavy belly babies uh, of my own. And I say babies because they're freshmen, but my best one is a freshman, right? My, he, he's my, yeah. he's, he's my starting left guard and he's my second center. So he'll play mm-hmm. both. He'll start at left guard. He'll play center also. Um, because my center is enormous, but he's out of shape. And so, oh, it so, sounds just like my, my center's name is cheese, by the way. Uh, big cam. We have big cam as our center. I uh, love the yeah. kid to death. He He's a leader. He knows the playbook. He, he can direct traffic and he can snap. He's good at gun snapping. So, um, he, he's found himself a niche. Uh, and because he knows what to do and he's here every day, that's kind of how he's been starting. Cause and, mm-hmm. and, and that, I mean, that, that goes a long way when I mean, we're working on his footwork and he's getting better. And uh, you know, I, I can't wait to see kind of how he progresses, but the point of all that was that I have a freshman starting at left guard, possibly a freshman starting at left tackle. So we'll see mm-hmm. how that goes. Um, and, and I'm, I'm excited for that, but uh, for Georgia's offensive line, man, it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be great, but we got a few minutes left. A uh, couple more freshmen impact, uh, Adani Mitchell, you mentioned him earlier. Uh, the one thing he's really good at uh, that I thought he was going to be good at coming in, I thought he was going to be a little bit more raw. Uh, he's a little bit more polished than I expected. Um, just seeing him play and seeing how his school used him, I thought he'd be raw just because they they didn't really need advanced route running with him. They just mm-hmm. threw, they just threw him jump balls and and that's how they that's how they yeah that's how they thrived and and sometimes you get that run the fade yeah run, run the, the fade. fade. And he's certainly good at that. He's great at jump balls. He's great at yeah. with the ball in the air. Uh, but it, but he's really kind of in, in the spring game. Really impressed me with the nuance and and the uh, the precision that he run, ran some of his routes with. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can tell. I mean, we threw the ball in the spring game what two hundred and fifty times. So I mean, at you least. can already tell. You can already tell that that that's going to be a staple of our offense now. Um, like I said, I hate to say this, I really do. But Kirby is starting to evolve like his old boss. And he is starting to realize you can't just play ground and pound in this league anymore. You can't right. line up in a power eye and just run power all day. No, you're going to have to throw the football. And I think we're starting to figure that out. You can already tell about the depth chart. I mean, you got, what, 6'5", 6'5", 6'2", 6'3", 
mean, mm-hmm. across the board. You know, when has Georgia ever had that many kids on the same team like that? It's been a while. It's that been you've a, had long a consistent time. amount of, of guys that, that, you know, that are averaging six foot above or, or yeah. taller. You know, and there's a reason for that. It's because we want to throw those jump balls. We want to see guys move and, and get open and things like that. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, I'm telling you, Donnie Mitchell showed me something. Uh, we already know what, you know, Gilbert can do. You know, we've been him being at LSU. We already know what Burton and Jackson bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Aaron Smith, Rosemary Jackson. I mean, these guys. And Blaylock's coming back. So, I mean, we already know what he can do. So, I mean, this is this is a scary offense. And like I said, it's the same kind of offense that can get you fired if you don't use these horses correctly. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, looking at UJ Sports, because – that that's that's where I go. Th- those are my people. Uh, Dane Young, Anthony Dasher, Roddy Nabulsi, uh, Blaine Gilmer, Jed May. Those guys do a phenomenal job. They came out with a projected preseason depth chart, and they listed three wide receiver positions: the X receiver, the slot, and the Y receiver. Um, and obviously the tight end. Uh, they have Marcus Rosemary Jack Saint starting at X, Kiris Jackson starting in the slot. And Jermaine Burton starting at Y with Arian Smith, the backup, uh, Eric Gilbert, the backup at X, Arian Smith, the backup at slot, and also realistically, Adonia Mitchell, the backup as the Y. And then they also had uh, Lad McConkey, the the next Wes Welker. So uh, there mm-hmm. you go. Uh, that That's how they, that's kind of how they saw it shake out. What did, what did you think of that? Uh, that actually is what I would have thought moving forward that Mitchell would be the starting X. Burton would move to Z. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Burton would stay at Z. Adana would go to X because that's what Pickens played. And Kyrgios would still be keep his spot in the slot. So yeah. uh, they, they, hit it, they hit it right on the head. But at the same time, you never know what might happen because this is going to be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. They're, they're all going to play. You literally have, you have nine receivers that you can play with, possibly ten. Yeah, that's going to be fun. So, it's going to be fun. Depending, they're, on, they're, depending on how spring ball, I mean, ball camp goes. He, every every DB on our schedule better start running now because they're going to yeah. be running a lot during the season. So a, as we wrap, uh, I want to make sure you guys know that, um, you know, we, we are here on Brinks TV. We are uh, on the believe on the believe podcast network. Uh, you find us on social media. We are a social media show. Uh, we can't function without you. So like, and subscribe, share, retweet, whatever you got to do, tell your friends about it and, uh, and get the word out that, that we, we are where it's at. We're an authentic, we got authentic point of view We're we're coaches. We're former, uh, Israel as a former player. Uh, I was a former recruiting staffer, you know, we, we, our perspective is unique uh, and, and it's real, right? We, we don't sugarcoat anything. We try to be positive, but we don't sugarcoat anything. Yeah, we're, we're as real as it can get. I mean, we're, we're, we're realists at the end of the day. And, you know, being a football coach, that's what you have to be, you know, and, and you know, doing this podcast with you and, you know, being with somebody who knows football and everything like that, you know, it's been a blessing because a lot of people I've talked to don't know football. They don't. Exactly. Make, they just watch it. There's a difference between watching football and knowing football. Mm-hmm. And I hate people that watch football, right? Because if you come up to me, all right, so you're going to come up to me and tell me that Eric Gilbert should be a tight end. Why? Have you seen the two, the three tight ends that we have? Is that what you're going to tell me? Come on, that means that you all you're doing is looking at depth charts and reading the blog. That means you haven't actually studied. You don't know what you're talking about. And then people get their feelings hurt when I say that. Mm-hmm. 
Man, you just hurt my feeling. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you, you got real on me, man. I love it. No, but if, if you want I some know, good energy. I have to do that sometimes. I have to. I if know. you follow me on Twitter, you realize I have to do that sometimes. You have to set them straight. When are you wearing the sweatsuit? I will not. Oh, my God. I saw one of my players had on a full windbreaker jacket, like the kind that they wore in 1980. Oh, no. Like the ones that, you know, you see in the old music videos and the ones yeah. they used to work out in. The, the swish pants the yeah. Yes, it was like fluorescent pink and neon green. I was like, "What are you doing? It's 100 degrees outside." And he was like, "Coach, this I like this style." I was like, "Yeah, but it's 100 degrees outside with sweatpants on." No, you need to go the 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 Coach Searles route with the uh, the the gray sweat the gray baggy sweatpants and the the gray baggy sweatshirt, just gray on gray, Man. pure sweat. I tried to find an old sweatshirt that I could wear at practice, but I just I can't find one. Um, as you know, I, I was actually going to do that, you know, wear a sweatshirt at practice and things like that. But I'm just looking at these kids like, you have on like a full sweatsuit? No, like last week. Okay. So, you know, summer hit us last week. It's mm-hmm. been gone for a while, but it hit us last week. It had a, hundred, a heat index of 120 degrees. Okay. Yeah. Mind you, like five of our players, full sweatsuit with the hoodie on, tied up in the front, right? sweatpants and flip-flops oh well it's like, okay they're wearing flip-flops i might as well put on the pair of shoes and socks yeah you might as well put on the put on the full get up so yeah but uh you know that's gonna do it for us man uh you know I, I, i'm excited we'll be back at you next week we'll have plenty to talk about i promise uh, we'll, we'll share more camp stories more camp storylines as they develop and uh, we're gonna get out of here and, and let you have the rest of the weekend uh, and, and if you're starting school today, good luck. Have a great school year. We start on Tuesday. We're going to do it. You guys start sometime in the middle of October. Um, so, you know, have a, you know, so if you're listening and you're starting school, have a great school year. We'll see you back here next week. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast presented by betonline.ag coming to you from the, on the Believe Podcast Network and Brinks TV. So long. Have a great weekend. And of course, go dogs. Go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.